Hello, everyone. Hopefully you had and or having a good day today. My name is Drew. If you're new here, I'm the host of Beyond the Garment with your boy, your host, your John's enthusiast, me, Drew Joyner. If this is your second consecutive episode listening, make sure to give us a five-star review. Today's episode, we have a guest. In fact, we have one of the most talented, most amazing, most gifted wardrobe stylist in all of the United States on today's podcast. That's what I'm giving her the title of. Her name is Ellen Claire Newell. I actually met her while I was doing a photo shoot in New York City earlier this year in June that I can't say too much about right now because um, I don't want to get in trouble because the photos aren't out, but she was a professional and I was racking my mind on who should I have on the podcast and her name popped up and I just invited her on and we talked about her career, her journey in fashion, how she became uh, a fashion stylist and wardrobe stylist. And now she's a product development coordinator and all of her kind of story and understanding where she comes from and her background. It's a great episode. I feel like a lot of people will gain a lot of insight into how to enter into the fashion world and kind of her perspective on that. So um, it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoy. I'll see you guys in the live episode. Over the course of the last two years, I've had the opportunity to connect with a lot of people in the fashion industry. Today's guest is one of those people. She is formerly known as Ellen Claire Newell, but everyone that I know just calls her EC. EC, how are you doing today? Hi, Drew. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Of course. It's good to have you on. Um for I probably will talk about this, but for those who don't know, uh, EC and I connected through a photo shoot that I did in New York City. Uh, I think it was late June of this year yeah. of 2022, um, and she was fantastic. She was working as a stylist at the time, and um, her professionalism, her class, her eye for fashion really caught my eye. And we haven't had a guest here in a couple of weeks, and I was thinking, who should we have on the pod? And I was like, you know what? I just saw I saw one of EC's most latest posts. Let's just get EC on the pod, man. Let's just get EC. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How are, how are things for you recently, EC? You're in New York, right? Yes, I'm in New York. Um, I've been here for like three years now, so um, really acclimating to the cold weather. Kind of making it fun for myself. <laughs> yeah, because you're from Florida, right? Which I'm I'll probably Florida. ask in a second. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm from Florida. So I'm like a warm-blooded creature, and like the cold weather has just kind of been miserable for me ever since I moved here. But this year, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm gonna make my closet like sweater-based <laughs> and get some sweater weather jackets. Yeah, and just like really dive into this um, cold weather gal that I've never been. <laughs> so in florida like what's how cold does it usually get like during fall winter like what's the lowest it'll get um so i'm from north florida i'm from the panhandle so it'll get it'll get a chilly 45 degrees um in february (laughs) otherwise like yeah i'm wearing t-shirts on christmas so i mean 45 degrees feels cold but when you experience like negative three degrees or like two degrees or below freezing It's a different ball game. <laughs> totally different ball game. Yeah, I've experienced that recently and like didn't realize your eyes could get cold. Um, and that like made me really upset. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like the corners of your eyes are like a little frozen or something like that. Yeah, like straight up my <laughs> eyeballs are like cold. <laughs> um, I was in, I think, five degree weather at that time and I was upstate and it was uh, horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in New York shouldn't be. It's it's probably getting colder, but it's not too bad right now yet, is it's, it? Or? No, it's actually beautiful. It's like mid fifties and sunny, so very yeah. lucky to be alive right now. Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, in Denver, it's been a little bit warmer. In Denver, the thing I love about Denver is that I don't know if you've been here before, but like mm-hmm. it's sunny like three hundred plus days a year. So like the sun is always out, even if it's a little bit colder. Like yeah. the sun will always come out like bright sun like not like overcast like bright bright sun and i love it closer to the sun up there (laughs) exactly 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 (laughs) well let's start off the pod i got a couple questions for you here obviously that's the whole name of the game is ask questions you answer them my job is easy your job is a little bit tougher but we'll we'll, we'll make it work um let's start with the basics i kind of want to know a little bit more about you like I said, I met you in June of this year, but yeah. kind of talk to the audience and myself about where you're from and, and what what it was like for you growing up as a kid. Sure. Um, I, 
Yeah. So I'm from uh, Tallahassee, Florida, and um, I was literally just like outside as a kid. I have three brothers and they're all younger. So um, the TV was always like ESPN. I never really got into like TV shows, never really watched like any kind of girly movies um, and just played outside. I'd play tennis growing up and um, yeah, like very normal, regular florida childhood <laughs> um, how was it like so you were the older sister of three younger brothers three younger brothers how was that like how would you describe being big sis to like three <laughs> i can only imagine your younger brother <laughs> yeah they're and they're all sports boys too so i feel like i always my whole life had had this like duplicity within my personality of like um, their mom but I'm also like keeping up with the boys like I was working out with them um and literally working out with them like I was like working out with boys my whole life and um uh watching ESPN like doing all the bro stuff but also yeah, at the yeah. same time just like had this really girly side to me where um I would dress them up. I would dress them up as like little princesses and um, put ear like clip on earrings and uh, rename them like my one of my youngest brother is Will and I renamed him Willina. Um, <laughs> and he wore my little tennis skirts. So um, <laughs> I'll have to show him this podcast so he can hear that I'm saying this to an audience. <laughs> it's <laughs> out there, Will. I mean, Willina, it's, it's out there now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah it was just like it i was a super girly girl but also very tomboyish and um that was definitely influenced by having three brothers yeah it's very interesting i think i've i've talked about this before on the pod with other guests but like sibling dynamics is such an interesting thing uh you know as you grow up like you have these things that kind of form your personality yeah and siblinghood yeah. is definitely one of those things like i Absolutely. have an older brother but I grew up an only child. And so like my personality, my like everyone says only childs are kind of weird. And I get that. <laughs> like I understand. Like there's a there's a bit of like social yeah. faux pas that comes with like being an only child. Sure. But when you have siblings, like you have this like kind of you have these lifelong best friends if you have a good relationship with them. Right. And like you have memories like that where, you know, for me, like my like brothers were like my like closest friends. Mm -hmm. But it's totally different like yeah you know nowadays i don't get to talk to them as much but you probably still talk to your your siblings all the time i can only imagine all the time we actually just had a group facetime last night and caught up see yeah see it's great yeah, yeah. so yeah i, I want to poke at this like childhood ec like yeah um for, I, I guess a curious question i have is like so you go by ec yeah but like I think you have a really proper, beautiful name, Ellen Claire Newell. <laughs> Thank like, you. is that? Am I saying that right? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's totally correct. Yeah. Um, Are you, do you like have a sense of pride for your name, like, or like, do you like EC is such a quick, easy? Like, why did you decide to change from Ellen Claire Newell to you know? To yeah. EC? Um. So, I, in the South, double names are very common, and um, I. I grew up with quite a few other double name girls and boys. Um, but uh, I think it's easier. Like when I went to college, it's really when it changed. Um, I went to College of Charleston for my undergrad program. And uh, a lot of those kids were from the Northeast. And they were like not grasping the fact that I had two first names. So I parties and just a different social situations it just became like ec like all my friends were just like I, I would try to say ellen claire and then they'd be like just call her ec and i'm like just call me ec <laughs> like because you're gonna call me ellen <laughs> and i don't know who she is <laughs> mm. i don't know an ellen um <laughs> so yeah, uh yeah so having a double name like shortened to just one of them is like it feels like a weird identity like crisis but ec feels way more aligned with like what my true name is um and i'm happy with both like i really have no preference and it's never been something i've ever thought about until i went to college so um and now i'm like straight up living in the northeast so it's easier just to stick with, Say EC. with that yeah that makes a lot of sense and like that's like a nickname like that or i guess a, a pseudonym for your name like 
it's like a very natural thing but like also it's like very interesting like the country's culture yeah how like like you said in the south like there are a lot of double first names or double names like yeah. that that people use all the time but like you went to where you went to school and like everyone's like yo what's up ellen and it's yeah, like no yeah, like, dude I'm not ellen. <laughs> like i wouldn't answer it wouldn't click with me because i was just like and then oh, people thought you thought yeah people probably thought you were mean or something like that for it because it's <laughs> yeah. like like yo ellen and then like literally no one responds like, literally oh, okay couldn't be ellen. bothered oh must have been a fly <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna very interesting very interesting out. Yeah. No, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Or, like, you're fine. Clipping on my headphones. EC just got off her job, which apparently, according to LinkedIn, it's a new role, right? Oh yeah, I felt like it was time to update the LinkedIn. Thanks for checking. Um, well, I, I'm a research man. I, I don't just do this blindly. It. If you're gonna interview someone, I think you should research them. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get there, before we get there, yeah, because I I know I could get ahead of myself. <laughs> um, you talked about your college experience a little bit. What about like you you mentioned how you used to like dress up your brothers and mm -hmm. um, obviously I know you from this vantage point of fashion, right? Yeah. But obviously everyone has their everyone's story is more much more than just one yeah. aspect of their interest. But we're gonna talk about fashion today. Mm -hmm. So kind of talk to me about like how fashion. Uh, your interest in fashion started to develop kind of around that high school, middle school age, if it developed around that time. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. So. Absolutely. So it did. Um, I, I had to think about this. And um, one of my mentors, who was previously my babysitter growing up, she um she was like, do you remember like dressing up your friends in middle school? And I'm like, oh my God, that is literally where it started like beyond being a little girl dressing at my brothers like and they were just being such good sports about it I in middle school I would like very seriously look at beauty tutorials when those were a big thing on YouTube um and uh there was no styling videos like I, I don't think any I, that just wasn't a thing that I watched but like makeup is something that I initially got into and would do all my friends makeup um before the dance and like I would be last like I just didn't even think about myself I was like background character to all this but like it, they were just I, I just wanted to make like them look beautiful and like feel really good and I that I don't know it must have carried into my uh, adulthood because um yeah I would do their hair their makeup put on my jewelry on them to like go with their with their outfit that they had picked out and uh yeah that's kind of when I really uh like as I was an 11 year old just kind of started dressing and making all my friends like look and caring about like uh looks caring about like looking good yeah right? like yeah I because um, we all had like acne and braces at the time like no one like I was like let me help you like I weirdly didn't go through a braces phase so like I feel like I just never had like I I didn't feel like too uncomfortable in myself so I but I recognized like my everyone does like they're in middle school everyone's like awkward and weird so I was like let me dress you up and um that was like really fun for me that gave me a lot of joy was uh making them feel really good and that's kind of a whole like mission and fashion, honestly, it was it's just like I want to make people feel good and look good because I think when you do it kind of translates to like goodness, like just like good actions. And no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's such a pure kind of thing. Like it's not like like you're being so young, you have um, like when you're young and you like something you don't really know why you like it. you just yeah. do right like you yeah. just have that interest and that's that's really cool that's what i'm hearing from you is like you just have that interest to like help others be kind of that best version of themselves like you're saying um and like it's a very pure way to look at fashion as well obviously like yeah. in fashion there's a lot of like bad things but like when you're young and like you're experiencing something when you get into something you really only look at it for the the goodness of it and i think yeah. that like it's so cool that you were in middle school like and you had that inclination to like help others yeah. like, that's awesome that's so cool <laughs> and that kind of sprouted into why you decided to pursue fashion as an adult or like mm -hmm. were there was there a gap there like when it comes to like 
being in middle school and helping your friends like for the dances and then like what's the progression from there you know what Yeah, I mean so I like had a really regular high school and college experience. Like I went to a big public school in Tallahassee. Uh, like couldn't have cared less about what I looked like. Like I would get in arguments with my mother. Like you need to look more presentable before you go to school. And I'm like, I just want to wear my Nike shorts and like move on because I don't want to be up at 6 a.m. going to school. Um, <laughs> uh, and then same with college. But um, I think... I got back into it when I was studying abroad in Italy and I was like surrounded by all these people in Europe and like a completely different culture dressing beautifully and effortlessly. It was just like whatever it was like those were their stores around the corner was like, I don't know, really interesting, affordable clothing. And um, that so I started shopping again, um, like very seriously. And that was in Italy. And, uh, and I didn't know that wardrobe stylists that I didn't know that was a job until, um, also when I was studying abroad, I visited, my cousin was on tour. She's a R and B singer and What? I visited, <laughs> um, yeah, I visited her, um, in London and, um, she had a styling team and so when I stayed with her like they were just like dressing her and I was like this is the coolest thing ever like there's a team of like three women that are like bringing your wardrobe all across the world while you're on tour and like dressing this like very I I'm biased maybe but I think she um she stands for like really meaningful things and has like very and like meaningful uh songs and um you know for her uh fans and for whoever listens and um uh they get to dress this woman um who has a platform and like a really like purposeful platform so um I was like I want to be them <laughs> and um at the time I I was studying public health and that's something that's like always been interesting to me. My dad is a doctor and he's like, you'll always have a job in health. So uh, in college, I just, I studied public health and I went on to get my master's. Yeah. I went on to get my master's in it too. Even after seeing the stylist, I was like, I don't even know how the hell you get there. I'm just, that's a really cool thing to do that I want to do one day. Don't know how to attain that. But um, yeah, I went on to grad school and uh, I, was getting my master's in public health. And I've never had to think more about clothes than when I was lobbying in grad school, going to the Florida Capitol like once a week, talking to these elected officials about like health and environmental policy bills and like had to dress myself in like very like clothes that I had to think a lot about because I was doing a first impression to like of course political people once a week and mm. I was like uh I'm just gonna keep going <laughs> um <laughs> and um so yeah so I was having trouble dressing myself and I really found this like white space opportunity where I was like there's no it felt like there was no affordable good clothes for women to dress professionally and conservatively but also feel good about themselves mm. i was like there's this like missing i don't know something um where i can't find clothes like i can afford other than like h&m that's gonna have it's, it's like kind of ill-fitting honestly uh because it's just like mass market clothes um, mm -hmm. that I can wear and like talk about these really important like health and environmental bills that I care about uh, and like look good because I'm having like I'm doing like regular first impressions. So anyway, I was like clothes are so powerful and they affect everyone. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so yeah. So interesting. Very interesting. There's a couple of things I want to unpack there first. Yeah. Like. 
your cousin being an R&B singer. That is so cool. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and great. it's cool that you got to see the behind the scenes of kind of what wardrobe stylists do at that level, right? Because yeah. a lot of times when we look at, you know, artists, whether it be musicians or just artists and other type of disciplines like they do have stylists they do have people who help bring to life the art that they evoke in others and like that is like really really cool to see like the behind the scenes i can only imagine yeah Yeah, so powerful i can only imagine um so that's awesome that was like your inspiration for like peaking your interest once again in fashion and realizing whoa there is a career for me in this because I think a lot of people think like that like how can I even break into the fashion industry like yeah um and I thought myself the same thing right like and my story is a bit different but um and then speaking on the fact that like you were working um uh in Florida or were you in Florida again wherever you were yeah when you're in Florida again working and you had to have you you were making first impressions on people yeah and this is something I always say with fashion like fashion is um you know it it it, you you tell a story about yourself with the clothing that you wear right like um and the way you present yourself right it's just the way it goes like it sometimes it's not fair like for some people but other times like it is very fair because if you care about the details of what you're wearing how you style your hair how you talk your level of preparation Mm -hmm. all those things play a role into whether or not someone's going to think that you're a believable candidate talking about environmentalism or if you're someone who's an amateur or a joke right like it's just that's just that's just truth so it is um I think that's important to highlight those things. And so um, you you felt like you weren't finding clothes that really represented what you wanted them to represent. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about like the shift from what you were doing to getting into your kind of first role within the fashion industry. Sure. Yeah. So I finished my um, master's program in uh, 2020. Um, I finished it online because you know, 2020 happened. Um, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were all online. Uh, but I finished my, I had, I finished my in-person classes December 2019. And I was like, what am I going to do now? And honestly, that experience was so impactful for me lobbying and, um, work personal wardrobe that I was like, I want to dress the girls for war. I want to, I, I want to have clothes on the market that people don't even have to think about, don't have to be fashion experts to just dress well and like go represent themselves and go represent their beliefs because you said this in maybe a different way, but fashion is like armor. It's like it mm. can tell a story. It, you can be a naturally shy person and have the coolest clothes and suddenly it's like you're an extrovert (laughs) i i think it's yeah i think it's just so powerful and like i think people can have the tendency to belittle fashion to be some like vanity thing but it's really not um every aspect of like how the clothes are created are are really thoughtful and like it's like really um impactful even negatively impactful to like the environment like it's like one of the like i think it's like the second most like wasteful uh, wasteful yeah industry in the world behind oil um Mm -hmm. so yeah fashion is extremely powerful so anyway i'm like i'm gonna do that and so i this sublease opened up um in february of 2020 in new york and um one of my best friends is an agency model uh in new york and she was like let me connect you to the stylist that i recently worked with and that stylist was like yeah i need an assistant like right now when can you start and i started the day i moved (laughs) um that's quick yeah it was quick i was like holy shit i'm in new york holy shit, I'm, a, I'm an assistant wardrobe stylist. And she was like, I need someone that's good with the subways. And the first day I got here, I went underground and practiced going on the subways. Um, I practiced going, she lived in Williamsburg. So I practiced going to where I lived, to Williamsburg, how to get up and down to the east side, up and down the west, cross town. Like I straight up practiced going on the subway because i was like i love that (laughs) yeah this is like my only this is literally my only end to fashion and i can't fuck it up and 
that was that. So I literally, I, she said, I need someone good at subways. And so I was like, I will be literally the best subway rat you've ever seen. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's how I, that's how I got in to the industry is just. That's so cool. What did she mean by that? Like, did she mean like she needs someone who can get around, like just get around on the subway? Like, Exactly. So a lot of wardrobe styling is um, low budget projects. And that's just because I think it's a really undervalued part of of a photo shoot or part of a commercial, like literally anything where you need a wardrobe stylist, I feel like it they are undervalued. And then the budget is really undervalued. So um, but like expect these like high fashion items and it's like there's a disconnect. But um to save money uh you save money on transportation in new york so you're lugging that shit down 12 flights of stairs <laughs> the subway <laughs> you're bumping into people with like all this like luggage uh full of clothes thousands of dollars yeah. yeah thousands of dollars of like sample clothes from showrooms and from designers and you're like this is how we save the budget is on the subway <laughs> that's awesome that's yeah. that's a, that's an incredible story and i love this part of the pod ec <laughs> this is like the meat and potatoes like yeah. because you said something there that like really inspired me for a moment like you said you didn't want to fumble the bag you didn't want to mess up this opportunity like this opportunity was like really important to you yeah so like for you like you went down to the subway and like you started just riding subway you're like okay i need to, i know how to get here here and here and like yeah for like someone listening right now they're probably like Oh, good for her. Like, that's smart. Like, that's really good. But like, I know like when you were doing it, you're probably like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what am I doing here right now? But like, it matters. Like everything yeah. that you can do, anything you can do to like try to become a better, you know, to make it, to make yeah. it essentially. Right. Like that's yeah. what you're trying to do. You wanted to make it. I, and um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable to like hear that because like a lot of people when they hear like people who work in fashion or work anywhere honestly like oh they think it's like easy but like even like the smallest things you have to put attention to and like kind of go hard and figure them out like it's just the way the system works right and yeah um, I mean like that was literally my one shot and I was like I have to be the best at it and um I uh damn I lost my train of thought but yeah I think something there's something to be said for someone who's like really detail oriented and takes themselves seriously because that's really how you make the connections um is just like word of mouth and like being recommended and so if if you know your way around you're going to be kind of recommended at least as an assistant yeah that's really cool so you left uh florida and you went to new york have had you ever been to new york before like is that why you're also learning the subways or yeah so i had gone maybe like once or twice and I remember visiting and being like I hate New York I'll never move there and um and then I I finished I know it's like so crazy um but I I was like where where else would I go there's nowhere else I could have moved to to start a career in fashion where I could be literally no one and make it just by working hard like I think places like LA or I don't know where else you would go other than LA to be in fashion honestly if you're not going to move to New York and I feel like LA just because it is so like spread out or I don't know what the deal is I've never lived there but um I think you have to know people to like get in and I I feel like New York just has this like sense of like opportunity if you just are a good hard worker (laughs) no i agree with you i i was in new york uh a couple weeks ago for i was i was invited for a pop-up and during the pop-up we decided to come a little bit early yeah and then i get asked to be in a photo shoot because like i was there early right like and i could have easily said oh i'm just gonna take it easy like i'm here early with my girlfriend like i don't really want to do too much did the photo shoot but even beyond doing the photo shoot, it was in like Hypebeast. It was in like a ton of magazines and stuff like that, which was yeah. really cool. Um, did the photo shoot. But one of the coolest moments of the photo shoot that I feel like could have only happened in New York mm-hmm. is that we went into this little like bakery for the shoot. Like we were filming like a video portion of the yeah. shoot. And I was like walking out of the bakery yeah. in Soho. I, I can't remember the name of it. 
um but we did we didn't have permission or anything like that we were just doing it um and the owner of the bakery was like yo you guys what are you guys doing like are you guys around here are you from the neighborhood he ended up being the owner of this bakery and the guy who was like orchestrating the photo shoot and him really connected yeah and like that relationship just like happened out of nothing you know what i mean just like the energy of new york right like this guy who obviously saw that we were there like just wanted to like connect with us because yeah. obviously we're bringing publicity to his shop but at the same time like yeah. he sees an opportunity and it, it was yes. just like it, there's a sense of community of like i'll help you if you help me and it's really great it's um and then another like another layer to that is like i've recently saw this this uh lady gaga interview where she was like i literally made it in new york because i acted famous like i which She's honestly talented as hell and has that, you know. Um, she has the skills, yes. <laughs> also just acted like it. And I think that's like something you can really do in New York where you have the opportunity to just like, if you want to be someone, you act like it. And you yep. can ma- fake it till you make it kind of situation. Like that's like kind of real just because yep. there's so many people here and like you could literally be anyone. And most people mm. are someone here. So it's like. Yep just act like you can play and like most of the time you will be able to so it's like new york really offers that opportunity that i don't think any place else in the united states does it's just yeah most other places are honestly just like too small of cities too like too tight-knit of community where like you're like you're a poser yeah yeah exactly like i can only imagine tallahassee is probably not this like it's probably denver it's like like denver you know what i mean like yeah you're not gonna have the same opportunities while there may be things budding up here and there it's it's just never gonna be like new york um for fashion right like unless you really really build it from the ground up and you're some kind of savant sort of creative yeah. Um, and, and you and you build up what you're doing online i think there's opportunities but like new york it just it's almost like a cheat code for fashion right like and yeah. i think la is as well but like less to a lesser degree but um yeah even for you like you had you knew someone right and you, the opportunity arose because you had a connection and, and you didn't sell that opportunity yeah but that's all you need like that's that's what i'm saying like if you I think have that at least like one connection, you can get your like foot in the door. And then from there, it's like your work ethic. Like it's, it's practicing going on the subways, it's doing whatever. And like, I, I just remembered what I was like trying to remember earlier, but I I remember being like, wow, I just literally graduated with my master's of public health and I'm practicing going on the subways to be someone's like wardrobe assistant. But like, you have to drop that ego too where you're just you're really kind of you got to start from the bottom and that's cool because you're gonna really appreciate those people once you make it too but yeah i just no yeah that's so true (laughs) no i love that you you have to drop your ego you have to get rid of ego you have to you have to be you have to be willing to say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, obviously barring yeah. anything abusive or outrageous, but I'm willing to do whatever no. it takes within the confines of obviously the, the right and wrongs of um, to make it. Yeah. yeah self-respect yeah. to make it. Yeah. And that's like, I love that. I, I personally really resonate with that mentality. Some people don't. Uh, it's just the yeah. truth. I think some people are a little bit different, but like um, when you know you want something and you want to be a part of something or achieve something like you don't squander that moment you know you, you just don't you know yeah. so yeah. um so yeah i think we're kind of fast we're, we're catching up a little bit to how i've met you yeah. um from that opportunity that you were in as a wardrobe stylist assistant or maybe you were doing some wardrobe styling in and of itself mm-hmm. talk to me about like your like freelance work because i feel like obviously when you work for someone else it's a bit different than when you are the you know you're your own boss in some respects right it's so different it's so freeing I, I've really enjoyed, you know, assisting the people that I have and they have been amazing mentors to me. And like, they are the reason that I am, I am those things you said at the beginning of the podcast, like professional and just like focused. And, um, I, I just like learn from them. So, um, anyway, I kind of started doing my own test shoots, um, at the end of 2020 
So I, it took me almost a year, but I felt like I was like, I'm just going to try this on my own. I feel like I can. It's just me and the lead stylist. So I'm like, I know exactly what they do. I'm just going to try it. And I did. And uh, that's when I started posting on Instagram, my work. Um, And that's what kind of got me the connections to do more photo shoots. So um, uh, starting at like the beginning of 2021, there was like a six month run, I'd say, where I was like really going for it and doing my own stuff, mostly editorials. Um, but then uh, a couple of like commercials and then I would still assist people too to really supplement that and pay my bills and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I was like, this is this is really great. I just like felt like so confident in my craft and um really had like this creative outlet of like I can go to showrooms personally, pick out exactly what I want, go shop, pick out exactly what I want. Just like it my brain like on a person. And it was like so fulfilling to see. It's such a fulfilling it's such a fulfilling practice. So um yeah, that's really when I took me about a year but I finally went out on my own and I'm so happy I did I just kind of like was like I just have to do it like I just have to show people because you can't you typically can't really post other people's work if you're assisting and I was like I really want to show people that I'm in the scene and I'm like I am styling and I can do this so um I just I don't even remember how I got that up that first opportunity but from there it just kind of like kick-started all these other connections and that's what's great about social media I think and like Instagram is like it's so good for work especially freelance work um you can really just make meet people that you wouldn't have met otherwise yeah right yeah I love that it's, it started to snowball and that's like yeah. when when it starts to do that momentum starts to build and when momentum starts to build I mean mm-hmm. it almost seems like things depending on the situation, they're kind of falling in your lap, right? Because you're here and then like this happens and you meet this person and then then it just continues to build and build and build, which is really cool. Um, I have two questions with that, like that I'm curious about. Like you you talked about a little bit about like that feeling of like getting your brain, like Mm -hmm. going through the process of like picking out clothing, going to the showroom um, and then seeing the final result. Talk to me about like that process because I've always been really interested to hear like, what that process is like because it's probably different yeah. for everyone but like from your disciples from your people from your mentors how is the process from like beginning to end when you're working with uh, a brand or an editorial team on bringing something to life sure so like photo shoots are extremely collaborative um between the stylist the wardrobe stylist the photographer and typically hair and um, makeup so I've had mostly either O.N. models um, or talent. So I've either had like talent or models reach out to me or a photographer reach out to me. And they're like, look, I have I've seen your work. I really like your stuff. Do you want to collaborate on something? I kind of have a vision. And unless I reach out to them with something that I've thought of, which I've honestly really haven't it's people coming to me with like I have this vision and I think you can really execute it well and typically that's like this look this like editorial look of um I I don't I don't really know how to describe it but I I feel like I just have like a really specific aesthetic that um people have come to me for so uh yeah, I will create a mood board. So that inspiration is taken from anything I see. I started honestly pulling from physical magazines, which I think is the best way to find like original creative uh, resource, like fo- like visual resources for yourself to like build an outfit and like kind of learn and understand what like the true professionals are like kind of doing out there and what's being published. I think magazines are like the best way to do it. Second best, I find some stuff on tum- on Pinterest or Tumblr and put it on like a 
thing like um online uh, thing, yeah. Move board, yeah whatever a google doc um right 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 and right, put right. it together and then also go on websites and go on showrooms and see what's available and put what's like truly available on the mood board to kind of emulate the vibe i'm going for um right. so then that's sent out to the team people put in their opinions and ideas i build on that and then I pull the actual clothes via shopping or via showrooms. Um, and typically to get a showroom to give you clothes, you have to have a pull letter. So like it's usually the photographer's job to go to a magazine and be like, look, we're doing this photo shoot. Here's my credentials. Here's the wardrobe stylist credentials. Here's the model or, you know, whoever's like the most famous, I guess, or like this right, person right, that's right. going to be featured on this. We want your clothes. And they'll typically give it to you um, or whatever they have available in the showroom. So, um, yeah, so we use that pull letter to get clothes. I go, I personally go into the showroom, get, get what's available that I like. And um, then it's shoot day and uh, whatever I like, whatever fits on the model and um, goes on her. And then hair and makeup typically builds around that. And um, the photographer really executes it and edits it to perfection after. So uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. so that, there's a lot of prep and then there's a lot of returns. So then you have to return everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're going to need that back. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to need that back. And then I'm like throwing shit around in the subway. Um, and we go full circle <laughs> then it happens me, again then me you back the next the, job. me back in the subway yeah yep. <laughs> with all my yep, clothes yep. yep yeah really cool really cool it makes sense yeah. the process it's a collaboration filled with like obviously executing what they want mm -hmm. in a combination with your mm -hmm. kind of um tastes and like your flair mm -hmm. uh, which is really cool i want to know like if you can divulge on any of the clients you've worked with whether it be individuals or whether it be um, brands that you've worked on i think that'd be really cool for the audience to hear yeah so i've definitely assisted on like way cooler stuff <laughs> i you can say you those have too, to be, like yeah I, you have to be like very established like even the people that i've assisted they they still assist so um that's just kind of how you get bigger and bigger because i think the i think it's like a pretty saturated um industry right now um i think it's becoming more popular and uh so it's really like the the big names are who's gonna get like the coolest stuff but most recently um i so every year I've assisted on Oscar de la Renta e-commerce. That's been like wow. really fun and like really cool. I've touched Taylor Swift's dress that she wore, I think in like the 2021 Grammys. Um, I like the, the team was like smelling the dress. Like we were being like fucking <laughs> creeps. We were like, is this her makeup on there? Like just like, <laughs> little fangirls, like, like men and oh, like we were just like really uh, being funny. And um I've done New Balance and New Balance was like crazy. We went to, uh, why did I almost say Rikers Island? That's a jail island. Um, <laughs> yeah, what? <whoa>. <laughs> Roosevelt Island um, and uh, Fort Lee over in New Jersey. I don't know, like location shoots are a completely different ball game than studio. So you have to be just like so organized and mm. also prepared for like the outdoor elements and like just really you're really going through it out there most of the time um and that makes sense too because like if yeah. like you can't like drop something and then like it gets all dirty or like you can't like oh, have the wind blow everything. in one direction yeah exactly and and if you need to obviously use it for said shoot like you yeah. can't have it looking dingy right yeah. like it still has to be looking nice like yes. yeah i remember you mentioning new balance before when we had met in june i don't know yeah. if you were talking to me but i heard it i was like whoa like this is cool <laughs> yeah yeah i've met i've met like just really cool people on those type of shoots they're just like athlete models or like i don't know they're they're just like really interesting people and then people who work uh like photo and film whatever on those type of on those type of shoots too there's like not many people who do those so it's like they've just all been on really 
crazy interesting shoots just like everyone's story on set is typically very interesting so um yeah it's like really a great environment but uh yeah and then I've I've uh I've assisted on a shoot with Laverne Cox she was like really uh, amazing she's been like really big recently so I I feel like I hadn't heard from her since Orange is the New Black but then um she's on that new show with Anna Delvey um I can't remember the name of it I can't remember the name of that show either it was so bad but so addicting (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, but um yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's really great yeah, it's been a it seems like it's been a fulfilling time for you over the last two years since 2020. Yeah, um, this is year three for you in New York. And like, it's pretty amazing. You know, all the people who've come to New York and left New York, like they're still like, I feel like the city is now really back from the pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I talk um, back from the pandemic? And yeah. it's just cool to like hear your perspective on like having worked being being in New York and yeah. and still like chasing kind of like a lot of people have that New York City dream and like I feel like like you're chasing uh, something a lot of people probably maybe never will have the opportunity to or or you know hoping to in the future which yeah. is cool yeah. like it's a perfect segue into the next question which yeah. is <laughs> um talk to me a little bit about like some of your goals for the future right like you just entered into a new role um at Feral Robin mm-hmm. um which I saw on LinkedIn um but like like what's next for you? Like 2023 is coming up and we're moving further and further away from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious to hear like what's next for EC and like your story, your arc. Sure. Um, yeah. So kind of what I like discovered about myself during that like big stint of leading um, in 2021 last year, I, uh, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I, I really love it, but it's, I feel like I was compromising a lot of my creativity um, to, I don't know. I just felt like I was kind of like veering away from my path that I really just mm-hmm. like, I wanted to like be true to myself and like only do projects that I really believed in. And I was kind of getting away from that for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I um I started putting styling on a part-time thing in my life and I was working for a small brand called by my grace and um I they kind of like let me do every job that I wanted to do I really was able to like explore the whole other side of fashion which is like creating the product um Mm. and where I found that I was most like successful at was product development so oh, that's cool. Yeah, um I really enjoyed working with the designer to get all of her ideas out to the like manufacturer to create her vision. Um oh, I'm just like I've I've always been a very like organized person and like I've I have these like weird excel skills from my grad program and like it's just like really fun for me. It kind of feels like a video game which is like kind of a fucked up thing to say but i'm like i just like i feel like beep, beep, boop, i take this email and put it into this chart and then i'm like communicating everything that this like person wants and has this like really cool vision because i'm just like i'm not a designer and i really i don't know if i ever will be but where i'm at mm. in my life right now currently product development is like kind of the perfect like i can have some say have some ideas and then can communicate it effectively to where it needs to go and produce it it's like so right. willing to see something produced which is um yeah. really really where i want to be so from there i pivoted and got this new job with feral robin footwear so they are a yeah. private label footwear company um and i get to see feral robin herself all the time in the office which is like such a cool thing like just because it's a smaller company um She's like very interactive with the team mm. and you should look her up on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Honestly, she's like so inspiring, just like major feminists, like Gen Xer just like has this vision for women to have like cool, accessible footwear for like Love anyone it. and everyone that's like really comfortable and like stylish and 
like I said, affordable. Um, so it's just like such a great, it's like exactly where I want to be. It kind of came full circle for me. Um, and I still do style. I did a photo shoot you saw on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. like literally a few weeks ago, like it was with one of my best friends who actually was the one who got me started in the industry. She's like, who connected me to that first stylist. So I was like, everything is really coming full circle for me right now and my current state of life. Yeah. So I'm just like, so lucky. I feel like I'm in like a really good place and, um, figuring out really where I want to be at and where I want to go. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's because it's important to have those feel good stories. Like, I feel like the world is in a crazy spot right now. But like, if EC is winning, it always is. But like, (laughs) if someone like you is winning, like, it's just it's just cool to hear about. Right. Like, that's good. That's really cool. I just looked up Phil Robin on LinkedIn, too, because I have my computer right here. Looks like a badass woman. She's badass. really cool. Yeah, Yeah, she she looks like it. (laughs) She's so cool. She like had us over for lunch this week and like. That's what she looks like. She looks like the type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you just like, she like just wants to get to know us, which is like, like she wants to be like close to her company still. And it's, I think that's such a like cool thing to do as like a CEO, creative director is like know yeah. your team and like know that it's everything is being like executed. And I think that like yeah. allows her to give up a little bit of control and let us take control and um, ownership of different parts of the company which is like also really inspiring. It just makes me feel like I'm going to really grow in my career here. So yeah, it's yeah, a good very feeling. cool. Yeah. That's good. That's good. It's you were telling me you guys have like chocolate, like during oh the middle God. of the day and stuff like that. Like you guys have like yeah. good treats and stuff. Literally. So that's awesome. Like carry like hand carried around to each person's desk of like 4 p.m. chocolates or like on Thursdays today, we got like margaritas. <laughs> Oh, that's that's it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Great work culture, yeah. Great work culture, absolutely. Yeah. So you feel like you're in a really good spot for yourself professionally. You, um, you're yeah. product development coordinator, um, yeah. or, or is that the right is that the right that's term? Correct. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So and that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And do you you see yourself doing that for the next couple of at least couple of months, if not years? I mean, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I like. It's exactly where I want to be. Um, I can really have eyes on the product and really understand how they're how they're made, especially on a mass market. That's so different than what I was doing with a small business. So um, yeah, yeah. I think that's really where. I want to be and I think I'll really just kind of like keep going from there because like the people above me do sourcing and costing and I think that's like such a cool interesting like tool to have especially if you're going to work with a designer um yeah like those are things that they like need to have and to get it done like you can't get it done if you can't can't source materials or source whatever you need right like correct yeah so I think it's like it's definitely where I want to be and then I also have like all my connections and from styling the past few years where I'm like, I, any Saturday or Sunday hit me up. I will, I will style the shit out of any photo shoot because like, I, I like love having that creative outlet, you know? Um, I think that's really important. And I think that's where I'm at with styling in my life. I think, um, the, the industry, it's really easy to get away from your own creativity and just kind of do it to make money. And where you're going to make money is the way less creative stuff. So, mm. like, if that's really what you want to do, I think you can. But um, for me, that's not what it really was about. So, um, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. And I, I don't, th- don't want to leave this thought because we're – closing in on an hour here and we're also closing in on to like this last last part of this section i don't want to leave the thought though without giving i want to hear kind of like your advice like there might be someone who's younger than you and i always love pretending like someone's younger like like mentor type stuff yeah um or they, they could be older too it doesn't really matter but like older or younger and they're like man i've always been interested in maybe doing um, wardrobe styling or just breaking into the fashion industry as a whole like yeah what are the, some of the key skills that you know you would say you've developed that have helped you get to where you are right now how old are you again i'm 26 
26. So you're, we're the exact same age. Like as a 26 year old, like what is like been the key skills for you for your jobs? Uh, problem solving. Like if you can think outside the box and if you can think of like, like drop your ego a little bit and be like, okay, this, this delivery did not get here on time. How can we, how can we supplement the clothes or the accessories or whatever to still fit the vibe? And like, do we need to go run and like make another shopping trip really quick? Do we need to be like, what do we need to do to, to solve this problem? Because it will not help anyone to just sit here and complain about like what went wrong. Like you literally have to have a positive, not even positive, but like problem solving outlook of like, regardless this is the problem and it needs to be solved and like how can we fix it and how can we make this still translate the best it can um on screen so problem solving and then like being detail oriented and organized just changes the game especially in styling um you know half the time i'm like unboxing 15 boxes and there's like a whole check-in process so like Mm. everything especially for editorials most of the time they're samples and they're one-of-a-kind samples and um i think that's what samples technically are (laughs) one of a kind Mm. um but yeah so i've got like 15 boxes in front of me and i'm literally taking photos of every single thing that comes out of that box so we can go exactly back into that box exactly how it came because like Mm. someone's going to accuse you of like breaking their thing like breaking their piece or like this string of beads coming off or like whatever and like you have to have like physical proof that like you took care of your stuff so you can maintain that good relationship with them and continue to borrow clothes and accessories from those people like you just have to be and another thing is being like really transparent and communicative of like everything that's going on you know like say we're going over budget for a commercial for a commercial job like i did I did a Budweiser commercial for the Super Bowl right. and mm. um, our budget for like 10 people was going over a thousand dollars. Like they only allocated like a thousand dollars to do like 10 people's outfits, which is just like Jeez. insane when you think about it. And like, yeah. it's on film. So you really have to be popping a lot of tags if they're visible, you can kind of tuck stuff in, but like most of the time you got to take it out. And like, we just had to be honest, like, Hey, your client, aka your representative from Budweiser is like choosing our more high-end pieces which is gonna like exceed the budget either we pick something different from the rack or they up the budget because that's not we're not falling on that sword like you just have to be like really transparent and like know what's going on the whole time and like communicate that really well and so yeah those those are the things yeah I would I would really second the problem solving because I saw that firsthand when it comes to you. Like I remember even the shoot that we were a part of, like whether it was like clothing, maybe having a kind of object weird fit on my body type. Because yeah. obviously like everyone's body types are a little bit everyone's different. So different. Like, yeah. Everyone's different. So you have to kind of try to accentuate the clothing in the way that best represents the individual model or the mm-hmm. talent or whatever you're doing. And so like problem solving, I remember when I was working with you, like it was like having those like those like clips or like mm-hmm. just like the way in which like you tuck in the the shirt into the pants so that it looks a certain way so that it comes off very natural for the camera things like that like um small detail-oriented problem solving communicative things like exactly what you're saying so that's really cool and um excuse me i just burped but um yeah it is um but i think what i want to end what i want to end on from a from a professional standpoint is that yeah. I want to wish you the best moving forward. Hopefully our paths will cross in that aspect as well. It's kind of funny that they did already and um, continue to enjoy what you're doing at uh, Feral. That, that's really, it's a really op- op- awesome opportunity. Um, Thank you. So. Thank you, Drew. This is like so fun. I'm so glad we could do this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Same, same, same. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I want to ask you a quick, like, like a speed round of like interests and hobbies that you have because like you've been in new york for the last couple years now yeah and i'm curious i'm curious your your perspective on like 
Well, I wanted to ask you about like favorite places to eat because like New York City is like world class eats. So like talk to me about that a little bit. Oh my god. Um so like my favorite types of food are Italian and Mediterranean food. So Yo, yeah. yo, we're homies. Like we're friends, like we're besties now. Oh bro. besties. Like seriously. <laughs> I uh so Mediterranean food, um I, I don't even know. I Kiki's. Kiki's hands mm. down is like it's in the lower east side. It's um can't even tell you what street they're on orchard and something um anyway best fucking that's pretty food. detailed like very yeah uh <laughs> if anyone's down there um i uh yeah like very affordable Amazing. really cool vibe i saw julia fox there once um really <laughs> from actually Uncut my gyms <laughs> My boyfriend pointed her out. He was like, I know those back tattoos. I'm like, how the fuck do you know those back tattoos? He's like, that's Julia Fox. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that's just <laughs> a whole other story. But like. <laughs> uh, buddy, yeah. you're caught, my friend. You are caught. Know, it's like, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um so she does have pretty like famous back tattoos but um yeah she has a pretty f yeah yeah we don't have to get into it <laughs> yeah body honestly but yeah yeah. Uh, yeah anyway kiki's like the best um and then for pasta in the west village malatesta i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly but like mm. literally the most authentic food italian food i've had like the noodles are unreal and the pizza pink sauce ravioli is just like chef's kiss so good <laughs> how does it compare to like because you were in italy like oh, does yeah. it compare to the italian food there or is i it, think like... so like it's actually some mm. of the only i would compare that to like i'm so bratty about italian food now which is like mm. a very annoying thing to say i realize but like uh, once you've had food actually from italy it's american food just doesn't like american pasta like doesn't cut it i don't know what's don't different. tell me don't tell me anymore <laughs> i know it's like you gotta go <laughs> it's so i good. definitely need to just yeah. destroyed my palate in like a good way like oh wow i'm so pasta just doesn't taste the same that's cool though me I'm and all the non-italian not all the people who haven't been to italy are very mad at you and yeah. jealous right now yeah yeah um, i hope not what about like weekends like what do you do for fun on the weekend like what kind of stuff are you getting into are you doing a lot of work like it seems like um yeah i work a lot on the weekends i like love to work on a saturday i've always done that um <laughs> i uh yeah like i just like will do work on the weekends um but if i'm not i i love to go to the movies um if it's like oh, shitty weather or like at night um i recently saw bodies 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 with pete davidson um it's oh, like a yeah horror, like thriller um so good yeah. and i saw Hope. there's just like great like thrillers out right now and so it's the season it's yeah. the season it really is oh, don't worry darling that was great oh i need to see that one too so good the costumes were really cool like oh yeah because you can look at it from the styling too yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i'm like this is interesting uh they're great costumes but that and um anyway love going to the movies and then i love just like going to restaurants around new york it's so fun there's just like great food to explore and i feel like my friends know better restaurants than i do so i just follow their lead and it's usually really just like a great environment um yeah and good food so I like that and just like chilling with my friends. I like really normal friends from college that are not in fashion that I just like to hang out with. <laughs> just vibe with. Just vibe, That's fun. Yeah. That's like just it's just like normal, just mid twenties life. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. The park That's maybe. Very cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when it's warm enough, when it's warm enough. It's getting colder now. It is. Ugh. Um Do you miss do you miss Florida or not too much? Yeah. All the time. I uh, tried to bring my dog up here. She's a little labradoodle. Her name is Basil. Um, that's the love of my life. Um, sorry to my boyfriend, but uh, I like. <laughs> he's very aware. Like she, she's my screensaver. Um, that's oh Basil. Oh my gosh! And he's. She hated it. She, my parents live on five acres, and so when I was in grad school, I got her, and I was living with my parents at the time. So. Mm. 
he grew up on five acres with two other dogs and uh we tried to move up here together and she like wouldn't shit on the sidewalk and like we, i was living in soho and i was like but there's no grass so like she mm. just got she like couldn't do it it was like yeah i want the best for her and i just want her to thrive in her little doggy life so she's at home and totally in love with my dad so it's cool but uh she's I living home. a good life at home she's living a great life but i go home a lot to go see her specifically um yeah. and i like love just like being in like 80 degree weather in november and just like laying in the grass like i feel like such a hippie for saying that but <laughs> like i love being outside yeah i just like i do and i live next to mccarran park now so i get a little bit of that Mm, Uh, mm. and i play tennis so i uh there's a wall ball court really close to me and i like play tennis on the wall all the time so does anyone ever like come up to you and like trying to play no Um, like you're trying to play i have (laughs) You want to take it to the real courts? I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I play with headphones on. Yeah. So makes sense. Makes not, sense. Not often approached. Yeah. But it's no, fun. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard there's a um, tennis court where like you can play tennis at Grand Central, like upstairs. Oh. Like it's like a secret. Like I saw court. that. You saw yeah. that? Yeah. I saw yeah. that on TikTok. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok too. Yeah, <laughs> we have the yeah. same same for you page. Um, yeah, same you should, you should probably check very out. similar. Honestly, yeah, I know. I should. There's like so many. I'm actually on tennis TikTok. I'm like tennis TikTok. Tennis talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> up my algorithm. Um, tell me more. I I like actually when it gets colder, I would like to try to do find like a good indoor court near where I work and keep playing because it's like such a good outlet for me honestly yeah um, i've played since i was like seven years old so uh, oh really that's cool my little hobby yeah do any of your brothers play or did they play or not really they're baseball they players We're baseball s- players yeah yeah so uh it's just me but so that means you could whoop them in tennis so exactly actually yeah. They're really strong, so not really. So, like, they might, like, just out fucking yeah, strength Yeah, I'm like, my technique <laughs> will not beat out your speed, so. Yeah, yeah whatever. I get you. I get you. <laughs> well, you it was good having you on the pod. I really, really enjoyed talking Thank to you, you and getting to know you a bit more. I feel like I did get to know you a bit more, and hopefully the audience did. If your friends or your family listening, like, hopefully they did as well, and, um, it's great to be able to connect with people like yourself who are making strides in the fashion industry. And yeah, it's uh, it was, it was really good to have you on. Thank you, Drew. Thank you for having me on. What an honor. This was so fun. Really got to do it again. Yeah, we will. Thank you. <laughs>